To truth be told, I'm not thinking about anything but all this wrestling. <laughs> truth be told, child, I've been sitting on the front porch keeping the children off my lawn with my shotgun and just thinking about my wrestling mans. Sipping that mint julep. Sipping on a mint julep. Watching the kids go by. Is this Captain Tibbs' arch enemy we've just created? Now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timmy, oh, yeah. we go back a long time. Ooh. They, oh, they call Tibbs the captain. I'm, a, I'm the real colonel. <laughs> about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. I'm, I'm, your, I'm the 30-minute man, Blake Tanner. I I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> the party gods arrived, the Dylan, yeah. baby! Is it... Is it just because of something that's happened this week, or have we just have you just reached your wits end with Dude, us? The party's over, man. Everybody, pack it up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is like this is like giving the U.S. Championship to a to someone from England. It's the ultimate heel. The party pooper is the party champ. No, this is like when every Gull- party needs a pooper. That's why they invited you. Party pooper. This is like when Dolph Ziggler had it, and then he was just like, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Except, but much like that, there's no real long-term booking for it. I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, Blake, you've added something to our show notes that I have no idea what the fuck it's about. So if you could just explain to us what this one oh. single word is. Oh, you mean how uh, Raw got a little moody <laughs> this week? What's weird is living in Alabama where moody is a city... I'm now just like, wait, did they do a live show for Moody? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, well, as soon as the fucking Facebook Messenger opens up, I can send this goddamn video to you. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. No, it's okay. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to see Michael Cole this week. It's fine. Oh, was it Michael? No, you're not going to see him. You're going to hear no, him. No, that's, that's even worse. No, it's okay. Said what? Skip to what? Oh, wait, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I know exactly what you're talking Hard, hard pass. You mean it is the dark, the moody, the intimidating Alistair Black. Never has a single word cut the ominousness of a character since he's so moody. I seen him at the Hot Topic before they had the new look. That's like, the term that is, moody? That, listen, that, that is the worst introduction of a wrestler since it's christian (laughs) that is that is that level of just god fucking awful um the term moody should only ever be used to poorly describe a female character in a shitty (laughs) rom-com wait is that not what you think alistair black is um, it is now. Listen, this... considering Alistair Black can probably remove each of our heads from our shoulders with a fucking roundhouse, maybe we shouldn't, you know, tempt literally the devil. This summer, Bradley Cooper, Alistair Black, in. 
fade to black. And you know what? You can only assume that Alistair Black did shove his foot down Michael Cole's throat after that introduction. No, no, no. He was just like, hey, Michael, Michael, I have I have something for you. Hold on. Hold on. Stand right there. And then, oh, <laughs> you have to turn around for a smack. And he's... <laughs> What's weird is hasn't something come out about Cole possibly like leaving in the next couple of years? <laughs> Well, no, the way that the way that article went, went is uh, is br- like no set time yet. So it's like, well, Michael Cole is leaving in the sense that we're all retiring soon. Like, yeah, Michael Cole is leaving in the same sense that the Dylan has been leaving this show since he started it. <laughs> like one of these days, I won't be here anymore. But I don't know when. One of these days, I'll I- get that chip, and then. <laughs> As soon as, mm, as soon as that next good opportunity comes along, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So have you, ha- you? You have you have you have n- no idea. I'm tempted every week to <laughs> to just full, you know, full cough minute, and then just like fifteen twenty, like ah, eh, that's enough, and then just. <laughs> s- s- You're gonna see him punk our podcast. Send yeah. you send you twenty minutes, and then no, n- no, because. Uh, because, you know, I'd actually try to make it entertaining. Yeah. He would send us a 20-minute video of him quitting the show, explaining each and individual reason why this show sucks. I'll tell you one but thing. But through somebody else's podcast? <laughs> no, no, it's on Colt Cabana's podcast. You go on The Art of Wrestling. It's been 60 no, minutes. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll go on Opposite Attractions and... <laughs> Yeah, related, but not the same one. Then you go into a load of BS, but we talk about wrestling for an hour, and everyone's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Is this just white boys? No, 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 this is a load of BS. Literally. Um, So, so have you ever seen a movie remake that was better than the original? Because I did. No. Well, I did this Sunday, and it was the remake of the Santino Morella Daniel Bryan Elimination Chamber match. But it was much better because instead of Santino Morella, they casted Kofi Kingston. Oh, that's a. That was. Uh, it took me a minute to get where you were going, but I, I, I'm getting you. I'm seeing what you're putting down. That's oh. a good. That was. That's a good comparison. It was such a good match. Uh, I was pissing myself. Yes, I had, I literally did, like, you know when The Rock comes out now and he holds up his forearm and it's just like, goosebumps. I was doing that to myself. (laughs) Was there a moment where, like, near the end, like, because with me, as soon as Kofi, as soon as he set up for that splash off the chamber, that was the moment that I knew that, okay, Brian's gonna roll out, Kofi's gonna miss the splash and it's gonna be over. Yeah. Uh, it was very good, though, because I did watch it with Emily, my famous for not liking wrestling girlfriend, and she was so fucking into it, to a point where after she, he missed the splash, she was like, you shouldn't have done that! No! Running knee, and then pins, no! I was like, yes, I got her hooked. It is, it's probably the most invested I've been in a WWE match. Mm-hmm. In a while. She also name-dropped AJ and Samoa Joe, and I was like, take me now. Let's go. Um, Can I just say my favorite shot of that match, though, is still when Daniel is pulling the Scotty Moore technique of hiding on top of one of the pods, waiting for everyone else to beat each other up. 
and then Kofi just jumps up. Jumps. And then stares down at him like almost... Like a fucking cat. He's <laughs> able to just perfectly pounce and land on that thing with like an inch of clearance. And then just stares down at Daniel. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, this is get now. I also want to point out, like, thanks be to Kofi, because his whole, like, all of his promos and stuff, um, leading up to it, he's, like, he wanted to point out that, yeah, but this was originally going to be Mustafa Ali's yeah. part, and I'm going to do it for him, too. That was Because, really you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect him. That was really awesome of him. Like, I saw that entire promo, and he's like, I knew he would kill it, so I made sure that I would have to do him justice, and I'm like, fuck okay kofi jesus um but i will say all of he, this i knew he was gonna do it so i did a trust fall from fucking 15 <laughs> feet up in the chamber because i trusted in him like <laughs> i knew that his he was gonna catch me I yeah stop a spirit would fly into the arena and catch me <laughs> and then or he at did. least or at least samoa joe's head would <laughs> um but can i just say this all of this has led to the greatest payoff to a wrestling storyline of all time, an 11-year-old rivalry, because during that six-man tag this this Tuesday on SmackDown, Kofi's in the ring facing off against Randy Orton, bounces off the ropes, hits a beautiful jumping clothesline, stares down at Randy and just goes, stupid, you stupid, stupid idiot! And I was like, fuck! I love you, Kofi! Now, could I get some uh, context on that? Because I've only seen the original in GIF form. So you you see, the thing is, about a decade ago, when Kofi yeah. Kingston was having his best year-ish, or around mm-hmm. a decade ago, yeah, uh, he had a no DQ match with uh, with Randy Orton, which I believe <clears throat> was a match that included him doing the boom boom drop off of like part of the arena seats. Yeah, onto a table on Randy. Uh, yeah. But at one point in that, I think he like hit his head a little bit, and he wasn't quite there, so he fucked up the punt spot because uh, like Randy Orton kept pushing him down, and Kofi kept trying to get up because like he didn't know which spot he was on. Uh, and Orton like said like stupid, stupid idiot, you're stupid, and then did the spot anyway, and then killed Kofi Kingston's uh, supposedly killed his push by mm-hmm. complaining. Because of course you would listen to Randy Orton. He's so level-headed and like good for business. Um, <laughs> yep, he's, he's he's beloved by by every wrestling fan ever. Especially at that that in the, like the last the first five years after that, everybody was just like, "Oh, I love Randy Orton." Said no one ever. Uh, especially so, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy loves that guy. He's got he's got a whole closet full of full, full of Viper shirts. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so Kofi was just doing a callback to that, which is good, because they haven't had a program since that time, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, it's um, it's good, and I just also want to point out the fact that the New Day has been so supportive for Kofi. It's so it's wholesome. Very nice. It's so The New Day are the great British bake-off of wrestling stables. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, they're so nice to each other. That's a good change. Uh, yeah, I look, also, I look, I look forward to probably a DQ finish for Fastlane. Apparently, yeah, they wanted yeah. to do like Bray Wyatt returning for the win at WrestleMania. It's just like, oh, you, you guys are just don't want this to be. This is like whenever you guys had Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Yeah, yeah. 
well, this, it's not going to happen, bud. And I mean, you can make it happen, but it's not going to happen. It's really yeah. easy because you just do Rowan DQ uh, finish for fast lane, and then the new day take him out at WrestleMania, like they do the midnight hour on like the outside or something. Yeah, Ooh. From, like the, I would also like yeah. like uh, like Xavier jumps from like the apron to Biggie doing it, and they take him out, and then you. Mm. Like, uh, fucking Trouble in Paradise, pin Daniel Bryan, everybody yeah. loses their shit, you have the feel-good story of the year, uh, New you have Day the, stands you, tall. you have the first, like, all-African-American champion, which I know, like, there was The Rock, but, like, it'd be, it'd be nice to have one for the first time in, like, you know, five years or so, and it'd be nice yeah. to have someone other than The Rock, just mm-hmm. once, like, I know you had... You had one, but it's it's been literally only one, and you've been a company for fifty years. Uh, Damn, I keep son. forgetting that Mark Henry was World Heavyweight, not WWE Champion. Because I'm like, wait, right. Mark Henry? Oh, wait. Yep. No. Um. Oh, fun fact that I found out um, earlier today: every member of the New Day is a member of the One Ton Club. Mm-hmm. And um. If you don't know what that means, people at home, that means that all of um, you know, in the in the gym craft, the the lifting game, the getting swole times. Uh, <laughs> I love the getting swole times, where I go and lift the big bar with the weight on them, <laughs> where where I heft heavy things. Um, but no, if you if all of your major lifts, which I think, and this was at John Cena's gym, so I think they do, it's a bench press, deadlift, squat, and snatch. And that equals out to uh, 2,000 pounds. Very hard to do, but all three of the New Day members have done it. Yeah. Well, like, like you can, you can, you could probably get like 600 on squat. Like, if you get real good. If you get yeah. real, yeah. real good. Real good. Uh, the other ones, the, however. No, the deadlift, <laughs> the deadlift, you can also probably get there. It's the snatch. That's the one where I'm just like, yep. Jesus Christ. You've got to do so much in a snatch movement that yeah. it's like doing yeah, like I, e- even if you got it to where it's only four hundred pounds, like that yeah. is still absurd. I've always been terrified of snatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like with the quote of the night. Uh, dude, do we to, do we need to get your character in JWF a gay hairdresser gimmick? I need to. <laughs> I need to write that shit down because that's definitely what I learned this week. Is Blake is afraid of snatch? Fuck me. Um, but what if it's like the snatch is like only a hundred pounds, but everything else adds up to like one thousand nine hundred? It's like when Mick Foley went into the Hall of Fame with Bruno Sammartino and uh, oh shit, who was the other one? It was Bruno and the other guy who was like second for the longest reigning title reign, and Mick was like. With all of us combined, we have over 2,000 days as WWE champion. Mine was, mine was, of course, about 13 days, but still, mm. I'm happy to be part of this accomplishment. Uh, so, speaking of accomplishments, it's baffling to me that this is Daniel Bryan's longest stint with a world championship. Oh, yeah. is, it, is it really that baffling to you? Is it? I I guess it is because he's just been so important to me. Yeah, and like he came, I came into the business. Now, yeah, but now he's even more important. He's saving the world. He is saving. He's the saving world. the You're planet. Right. I can't believe that I've been so narrow-minded and fickle. 
Fickle. Fickle. And he and he and he he's saving he's saving the world one canvas championship belt at a time. <laughs> Someone tweeted the other day AJ Styles after elimination chamber. Now wait a minute, I thought you, thought I was y'all's golden boy. Told you they were fickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, he—I mean, he eliminated Jeff Hardy, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe. I think Jeff hit something on Kofi, and then oh he's... no, no, wait, no. Daniel eliminated Jeff and Kofi, and then AJ eliminated Joe. Then Randy eliminated AJ. Kofi eliminated Randy. Yeah, and then Debra eliminated Kofi. That that RKO spot could have been cool if Randy didn't hesitate. Because there's a moment where he sits up, gets on the top rope, then Randy just kind of grabs his head for a minute and is like, oh wait, probably need to follow through, and then walks out and hits the RKO with it. No, 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 but that that pans with Randy Orton's thing of, like, winking to the crowd before he does anything. Um, Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about the biggest story, which is that Kofi Kingston joins the elite club of uh, fucking Brock Lesnar... And um, Roman Reigns is the only people to kick out of the the, the knee plus. He put true. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. How many? How many? I, I bet. I bet. I bet you two actually believed he'd win the match when that happened. You were like, "Holy shit, it's happening!" No, I didn't because I picked Daniel Bryan to win, and I I couldn't be. I believe. I wait, hold on, Blake. Blake well, there was one person I believe on this panel who did believe Kofi would win. I don't think it was it you. <laughs> Because it wasn't me. No, I said I wouldn't be mad yeah, if he won. Yeah, I, so I don't think it was you who picked Kofi to win. It wasn't me. <laughs> As Dylan's over there on his high horse like, you idiots thought he'd win. I gave up a whole point <laughs> in the series for it. I gave this up is... a whole point in this imaginary Pick'em series. Oh my goodness. Oh, how, it also which how, doesn't have any consequences. It, it doesn't. I can't wait until this WrestleMania where we're going to have to like do this shit in writing. Yeah. Oh, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Um. So a loser has to do a fight, boys naked. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure most of us already do that halfway. <laughs> I. You see this shirt on me? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's a reason I don't film this standing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I really enjoy the fact that apparently what we're learning is if you request your release from WWE. They suddenly forget everything your character's been through in the past few months, because, hey, Dean, what's up, buddy? Because <laughs> for the past two weeks, like, last week was kind of cool, where he comes out, looks at Seth, and just goes, slay the beast, and that's it. That was all right. I understand that. But then this week, when he walks up to Seth and is like, why don't you have my back out there? What's going <laughs> on? <But> like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> oh, That was I, the best... I- that was the best. He was like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? And Dean just, like, he deadpans. He was like, I mean, uh. and walks off. Uh, I would love it. I would God. love it if his character continues to forget the last two months happened. He's just, yeah. he, like, we played off that he suffered so much brain damage that he's just like, eh. I, I came up with a theory, though, that I want it to happen, like, 
in reverse of, like, he's reverse remembering his entire WWE career, like, from now until post-mania, because, like, you have him here, and then you, you know, you go back a little bit to when he thinks they were uh, tag team champions, and then before that, when he was still having problems with Seth before they'd resolved, and then before that, when they were feuding the first time, then even before that, he still thinks that he's in the Shield, (laughs) and then before that, he's asking Mick Foley when his match is gonna be with him, and then by the time, like, like, by the time his contract's up, it's back to the He's future. Gone. <laughs> you look at a picture of the shield and Dean Ambrose is just slowly fading out of existence. Like, oh no. Like, this all ends one day, um, you know, with, they kind of have a side story going on where Seth is trying to figure all of this out. And then one day he just kind of comes up. He says, where's Dean? Wait. Who's Dean? Who? Who's Dean? Who? And he looks at a picture of the shield and it's him, Roman, and Cassius Ono. <laughs> yeah. Cassius with the forearm up. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, I just, I don't understand how you could ignore, like, an entire year of booking these two former friends who just hate each other now. And it's almost like you could just have them in two matches back-to-back on Raw and SmackDown and they act like nothing's gone wrong. Oh wait, that happened. What's up, DIY? What are you guys' yep. what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I've seen a lot of people thinking this was botched, but a lot of people thinking like, oh, they're not there permanently. This was well, just like a week preview. Oh no, no, it's been confirmed that that Vince doesn't believe that, or he believes that a lot of the talent is too damaged. Yes, he believes that he has irrevocably broken so much of his talent on Raw. Oh, no, he doesn't believe that he's done it. He just believes that that's happened. They've, they haven't gotten themselves it's over true. enough. So he yeah. had Triple H get the four best guys he had in NXT, and he pulled them all up, including two of their singles champions, mm-hmm. Ricochet and Aleister Black. So I think- that means that the DIY story doesn't get a match potentially at New York well, like it should have you, uh, and also we have to deal with the fact that um, everything's going to suck for them soon well no no yeah, no it's... if I may and this is going to get into spoiler territory for the next few weeks of NXT so if you don't want that spoiled stop listening skip ahead to when I plug random bullshit about Golden Crisp uh, apparently the taping tonight was one of the greatest tapings that the guy who spoils everything on Twitter had ever seen. It was the, uh, quarter and semifinals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And in that, DIY went straight to the finals after defeating Alistair and Ricochet. So I think those two are confirmed to probably be on main roster. Mm-hmm. However... Mm-hmm. In the main event, DIY and Ricochet, or yeah, no, no, that was the main event, was Ricochet and um, Alistair versus DIY. DIY loses, and then after that, Ciampa grabs Johnny, is about to throw him into the Tron. Johnny reverses after playing possum, beats the shit out of Ciampa, points at the title saying that he's gonna take it, and then poises with Candice LeRae. So we are more than likely going to at least get a finale to the DIY story with those two facing off for the title at New York. Well, that's something. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking at chat. Gazi says, Dean is like when I asked Scotty to help me from the crowd at a Ring of Honor show. 
He doesn't. He does. <laughs> he does it though. Um, I would like to say also that I think that this is okay, y'all. I've gone on a tirade about you know the fact that a crowd might not come over as hot. Um, depending on the microphones and the situations, you know, when people complained about how quiet Birmingham yeah. was. Lafayette sucks. Hold on, Blake, you can't do that. <laughs> no, it's not my hometown, I don't care. <laughs> um, I, would, I went back and listened to the Birmingham episode, and I'm like, okay, it does seem quiet, but, like, I can still hear some of those pops and some of those cheers, and that's fine, I can understand that. I listened to Lafayette, there was nothing. Yeah. Truly and utterly nothing. And they couldn't hear Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. You can't blame it on him and saying things like Moody. <laughs> See, with me, it's just a matter of, like, if you're going to bring up these four guys, do something big. And, like, DIY versus The Revival can be argued as, like, a big match. But it wasn't even positioned as a huge match. Um, then... No, or do it in a city that actually knows who they are. Come and on. how would you debut the great moody former champion known as Aleister Black? Oh, have him interrupt <laughs> Elias. Have him take a spot that the Lucha House Party has been taking for the past few weeks. Right. And then throw Ricochet into a mid-card rivalry for no apparent reason. And then we're going to do it all again I... on SmackDown. Oh, by the way, I think it was in the same thing that Dylan was quoting earlier, but um, that match was originally going to be Ricochet versus Balor for the IC title. That would be so and much then, better. And then fucking, and then Triple H was just like, why are you giving that match away on free TV? And <laughs> yeah. then secondly, why are you doing Babyface versus Babyface? And three, why are you having one of my best guys fight a guy who just became IC championship, mm-hmm. IC champion? Of course he's going to fucking lose. None of this is a good idea. I hate all of you. All of you go stand in the corner. Is that you being you, or no. are you quoting Triple H? Because I'd argue... All of you, uh, go stand in the corner. Uh, I... I've got to go uh, accept this Hall of Fame award. Uh, I See, I just... Spits water into the air while wearing a leather jacket over his business suit. Is that better for you, you ginger Alabama fuck? Well, that... Uh... I, uh, I'm going to go make you sleep outside when you come in and hang out here in a I, month. Um, well, I hear everything you're saying, Dylan, and I understand your qualms. And I just, I'd like to suggest that you go and enjoy a nice, refreshing bowl of Golden Crisp, the cereal that plants crave. It's fantastic. The ba- I, I bought a box of Golden Crisp last week, finally dug into it, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually really good cereal. <laughs> And it wasn't just the corporate, and it wasn't just the corporate shilling me talking. Yeah, I was like, Blake is now dead. Blake has been killed. Hey, hey, call an ambulance. Hey, Scotty, Scotty, can you can you do me can you do me a favor? Yeah, I want you to I want you to take that box of golden crisps. Want you to want you to shine it up real nice. I want you to turn it sideways, stick it straight up your candy ass. Hey, at sexy Chucky e. T, fuck it, we're going straight into du- 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 dust watch now. Have you ever been fisted with a box of golden grist? Are we not even? <laughs> are, we... are we not even gonna plug Patreon or merch? We plugged Golden Crisp, our new sponsor. 
It's not we a sponsor. A None of us are being paid. Hey, <laughs> the only reason that Golden Chris wanted this is because they don't want to work on Wednesdays. <laughs> Which is when we record, not when the episodes go out. Hey, at Sexy Chucky T. We're lucky if the episodes go out by Saturday. Oh, God. Hey, at Sexy Chucky T, shove some Golden Crisp up your ass. Hashtag Dustwatch 2019. Oh, damn. I need you to, I need you to, I need you to at Golden Crisp on that. <laughs> Hold on. I can um, reply to it. Tell him about, tell yep. him about it, Sugar Bear. Dylan, I'm, I've got some bad news for you about your next match uh, in Gazi's Fed. Because he's booking that fucking bear against the Dylan on the next show. Uh, I want you to know, uh, me appearing in that federation is kind of like fake Kane and fake Razor Ramon. It's not actually me. It's just some it's, clown in a, it, in a suit. In a Dylan mask. It's non-canon. It's a rubber mask that looks like your face. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's like... It's like that. It's like that Donald Trump animatronic in the Hall of Presidents. Oh God, that's the worst. Oh God, we should have just tweeted at Chuck. Hey, we beat you and Trent's ass at expiration date. Bow down, bitch. Which Bob? We beat you guys in a federation that we booked. <laughs> remember? Remember? I I asked you guys if you were offended about it, and and Greg looked at me and was like, "Why the fuck would we care?" Um, yeah. Take that, bitch. Sorry, not take that hashtag, bitch. <laughs> so, <sighs> Lana, Lana's kind of gone fucking insane, and I don't know how I feel about it. And this is new information. And Lana, Lana has always been like that. Yeah, so Lana is the best and worst thing in Rusev's life. Because um, <laughs> you yep. know they seem like a very loving and happy happy couple but at the same time if you track his career uh <laughs> after the initial u.s title run she has been like an albatross around yeah. his like squat like fucking slavic neck trying to take him down <laughs> oh god and the worst she's not trying to take him down she's trying to like do something for herself which just has the horrible unintended side effect of backfiring on Rusev. Yeah. I mean Rusev also just tweets all this shit cuz he doesn't I it's it's impressive like not yeah. n- not Rusev in, gives less fucks than Randy Orton. Let's come to terms with that. It, it is cuz like re- he he had those he had those interviews a couple weeks ago he's like I don't know I come I pitch things I do all this like it's it's really depressing to put this much effort in and get nothing back. Bury me softly, brother. <laughs> I really enjoy how he, tw- like, Kofi tweeted out, like, hashtag Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania is happening, baby. It's going to be crazy. And then he tweeted out, Kofi Mania is a lie. I hate Kofi Mania. It will never come to fruition. Meanwhile, Lana, like, tweeted earlier today, hashtag Kofi Mania. Fucking what? <laughs> well, it's obvious that Rusev's feeling a little jealous mm-hmm. right now. I need, I need, I mean, Rusev should feel jealous of of nothing. You see how fucking great shape he's in? Jesus yeah. Christ. He's a fucking handsome man, damn it. He's he's got a he's got a hot Russian wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a hot Russian wife from Florida. Yep. Yeah. Now she she grew up in Russia. It's fine. <laughs> it's like hashtag hot Asian wife, except it's hot Russian wife. At Lana, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Hashtag SmackDown Live. 
Okay, Lana, that's cool. That's some Eddie Guerrero bullshit. It's, it is definitely Eddie Guerrero shit, isn't it? It's Tuesday, and bitch, I'm salty. Which I like to think is Lana's version of the of the Luke Harper, it's Thursday, you know what that means. It means bitch, I'm salty. <laughs> and she's trying to make that a thing, by the way. Like, her catchphrase is now, bitch, I'm salty. There's not enough salt. And then a gif of Lana looking like a cut-rate fucking Nicki Minaj just... <laughs> cranking on a salt shaker i mean as long as she's also twerking like Nicki minaj i'll accept that that'll i'll just watch that on repeat like that that video of her climbing hay bales a few months back it'll oh be fine god stop it stop um, <laughs> stop i can only stop. get so erect <laughs> now, listen the one problem with her trying to make this her catchphrase is that there's no more salt left after this podcast goes out every week. Yes. Um, now, this <clears throat> this tweet will lead into the next thing we need to discuss. Wow. Asuka couldn't kick out of a roll-up? Asuka fell for the my eye is messed up? I'm definitely ready for Asuka. I'm ready. Just cheat, cheat, cheat. Hashtag Smackdown Live. Which leads me to ask, what the fuck, Asuka? Um, so, I don't know if you know this, but uh, babyface champions are dumb. No matter that's a what, w, that's a WWE trope of the last decade. Oh, it's uh, the worst. They fall for they fall for distractions. Uh, they fall for fake injuries. They fall for the ref being knocked out, but still yeah. going for the pin. Um, they fall for the lights going out and then just not rolling out of the ring instinctively because fuck it, you might lose. Uh, they fall for they fall for twin magic. They <laughs> fall for. Uh, people, people pretending to be the ref. They fall for trying to pin people during Royal Rumble matches. Oh God! They fall for yeah, going back for that nineteen nineteen ninety three Rumble. Got you. Uh, they fall for uh, they fall for food fights in the in the backstage <laughs> area. Okay, we got. It. Uh, okay, I just so, I just love the fact that it's like, I, man, Oscar hasn't been on SmackDown in a while. I'd love to see the champion come back. Let's have the champ come back. Yeah. All right, Oscar's back. Who's she gonna face? Mandy Rose. Oh, this should be a fun little squash match. Oh, Mandy Rose rolled her up. Oh no, Mandy Rose just pinned Oscar. Hey, stop, y'all, y'all. Oh, it's because in that same report that we've been referencing Wait, how, for a while. How else were you gonna have anybody like qualified a challenger? Yeah, like, I guess so. But yeah. cheat but, cheat roll up is the number two favorite way to establish a contender, besides uh, championship challenges, because you can't use the word yep. tournament. You know, funnily enough, Dylan, I'm glad you bring this up because in the first place, I'm really glad that a good progressive company like JWF doesn't use any of those weird, stupid babyface tactics on a regular basis. Yes. But I'm also a little bit upset that they um, don't use the other tactics that you uh, talked about, like uh, sudden roll-ups. Need, need more of that. No, we need some more sudden roll-ups, which would basically consist of people listening to, All right, the match is started. Match is over. They rolled him up. I hope you enjoyed this episode Thank of Fight Boys. Bye. God. It would be like everybody trying to go for a takedown first thing in MMA. Like, it'd be yeah. a thing for a while, and then it wouldn't. People get wise. Nobody in WWE ever gets wise. It's amazing. Including the writing it's team. Like, it's like, it's like anti-Japanese wrestling. There's all these <laughs> stories of, like, 
of like match series between opponents where like they learn each other's like styles and idiosyncrasies and like each match like up and up and up or you know a champion becomes wiser over time like that's that's how they justified tanahashi becoming champion at 40 and having no knees left um fucking wwe you're as dumb your first day as you are your your thousandth it's there Uh, is no change y'all by the way this just popped up in my feed uh, so take this with a grain of salt, because it was posted earlier today. Why, is Vince Lana McMahon, here? <laughs> Lana is here. She is in the bedroom on the hay bales. Um, but no, Vince McMahon is reportedly upset with The Undertaker's StarCast appearance. No! Starcade. Why? <laughs> Why would he be so upset? I I know it's called Starcade, but it the title is StarCast. No, no, it's Starcade. I know it's StarCast. <laughs> I prefer saying Starcade. Yeah, yeah. It's more fun to be Starcade. It is. Like, we all know where it's coming from. But yeah, but, um, I guess that does lead into the fact that Bucks got offered some AJ Styles fucking money, apparently, because WWE did offer them a deal and an invasion angle. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. My favorite, my, favorite, my favorite response to that news was the people being like, yeah, man, two, two California kids weighing 210. That's a... That's a real scary invasion. They're just going to show up and yeah. fucking run through everybody with their giant rippling muscles. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was going to be extended to everybody. That's what I saw, because they were talking about the yeah. invasion also including the rest of the elite. But that leads me to ask, what would you guys' elite invasion angle be? Um, um, the just... elite have some creative control. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that That's the real invasion. They invade the corporate office. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, um, but they, they marry up into the uh, the family. Oh yeah, that's that's great. They marry Triple H. That'd be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could also follow the Andrade principle and just start dating Charlotte and yeah, hope for the best. Good for him. Good for him. Definitely good for them both. Uh, I'm very happy for them. No, my my invasion angle would begin with uh, with Cody because he's the people that the fans would recognize. Um, and then, you know, I do the classic, uh, is that Cody? Oh, Cody, Cody Rhodes. He's been gone for, for years. What's going on here? And then Hangman comes out to assault somebody, you know, like Gallows and Anderson style. Uh, then the, then my God, that's Hangman. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then a week after that, Nick super kicks somebody randomly backstage and then Matt does it. And then you just, you just sprinkle in them showing up and just being a nuisance, like you know throughout throughout mm-hmm. the show uh, and See, it's clear that they're all together and then in the main event you have that happen you know, there's the there's the locker room clear whatever you know the match starts and then kenny just comes in through the crowd v triggers like seth or somebody or can debry and uh and you know then you just have have him show up and then the week after that they just come to the ring you know nwo style do the uh do the old scott Scott Hall, you know who I am. You don't know why I'm here. Except they have one uh, person with a smartphone who's recording the whole thing for being the elite. Because apparently they did offer that as well. They were going to say a WWE Network spot for being the elite. But my version would be very similar, except instead of it taking place over weeks, it would be over one episode of Raw, but you never see any of them. So mm-hmm. it would all be backstage segments like the Chris Jericho 2007 
where someone was like looking for him backstage and then he clotheslines him but you can't see who it is and then it pans back and he's like doing the Chris Jericho pose. Do that except like you have like um I don't know why I was about to say Neville because he's not there anymore but like have um I don't know his f- name's Pac Pac his I'm name so- is Pac and he's got a broken fucking a broken finger. ass finger but yeah like you have a uh, and ripped abs. <laughs> the best abs. You have like Mustafa walking backstage, and then you see two people super kick him from out of nowhere. Feet go back down, but you don't see the, see who it is. Then later you see like um, someone else taken out, and then more people just appear backstage, keep continuously getting taken out until like almost the entire roster has been beaten up backstage. Then main event probably have like Seth versus Drew. Well, Seth is out. What? Seth is out currently, remember? Well, no, no, I'm just saying yeah. in general. Like, this would be... He'll be back for me. This would yeah. be fantasy yeah. booking. Have, like, Seth Seth versus Drew for some, mm-hmm. like, maybe number one contendership or something. Then that's when Kenny comes out. V triggers. Then the rest of them all run out and run a Nexus-style beating the shit out of everybody, including ring crew, including camera crew, ripping up the ringside uh, shit, like, complete destruction. That would be what I would say. And then they and then they go to do it on SmackDown, and they get halfway, or they get most of the way there, and then and it looks like Gallows and Anderson are going to stop them, but then they join them. Yep. And then, it look, and then, and then, and then, AJ tries to join, but then they just beat the shit out of AJ a second time. Oh, no, no. AJ comes down, and he and Kenny come face-to-face, and it looks like they're about to fight, and then they hold up the two-sweet, because they're going to be able to do it, because they're in WWE now. Uh, yeah. Good point. And then Balor comes out, and they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> no, no, no. We just have the extended... We just have the elite be eight people of just pure destruction. Yeah. No, that'd be terrible. Uh, but yeah, no, I, cu- I couldn't have waited for that angle and then when it went south i could wait for six months later when uh, one of like nick is losing to zach Ryder on main event oh that would have been amazing <laughs> stop telling us the truth that's that listen i don't have to listen there's a false reality where this happens and i'm just like quietly speculating and then it happens and then i'm sad but instead i got the world where all elite wrestling is happening and i get to potentially be at the first jacksonville show it's gonna be amazing True. also yeah. scotty Sorry, I just want to go back a little bit. Um, you said in the first segment, oh, Corey, Corey, Corey. That is actually exactly what I was about to lead into, Blake oh, Tanner, good. because never has a note from one show bled into the following show, because last week we didn't get a chance to talk about Corey Graves being an asshole and yes. talking about, oh, Bill DeMott's a good guy. It's just no one can handle his style anymore. Fuck me. And, and going on a Twitter tirade. Yeah, it's, it's, then, almost like, it's almost like people just can't handle sexual harassment anymore with a bunch of pansies. Yeah, time, uh, like that, it's just the way it used to be, right? And then Listen, sometimes a to... slap on the ass just meant a slap on the ass. Yeah. And then cut to the following week where Corey Graves is now in the middle of a divorce because his wife believes he's sleeping with Carmella. Holy shit! I... No, they've been getting separated since, like, November. Well, yeah, they I have... saw that. Yeah. Although the reason being is not something that's been publicized. So maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Well, so... no, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it's always been that. It's just his wife got tired of his other drunk tirade and was like, hey, listen, uh, he was fucking one of one of his daughter's, like, favorite people yeah. in the in the I, company. I would get tired of that shit, too, though. 
because uh, look, I have a lot of restraint. Listen, I and, I wouldn't get tired of fucking Carmella, but that's just a personal thing. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Although we've established what I'm afraid of in this episode. <laughs> you're not you're not giving a lot of context. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, but, although, the only context that I need is Corey's just been a huge asshole about this. Corey's yes. been an asshole for forever. Ever. Yeah. Human hot topic, Corey Graves. My personal favorite thing to be brought out of it, however, are the people who are bringing up the CM Punk tirade he went on a few years back. And he's just like, how dare a man be so unfaithful? We were so good to him for so many years, and now he's just throwing us all away. And people are like... Corey CM Punk be looking at Corey Graves' Twitter, like, and then a gif of Punk, like, laughing or some shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. A lot has happened this week. Like, a lot buck wild shit has gone down in wrestling. Which I'm happy for, but it also means, like, oh, shit, we are gonna have a long episode. Uh Uh-oh. Which... Um, I'm fine with that. I've already settled in. Well, that also... that, That just means you've had your four shots of grain alcohol you've got over there two baby <laughs> i'm not about that life and so i Any guess more. to end th- <laughs> <laughs> and so i guess to end this segment i've only got one question for you brother <laughs> what you gonna do when an australian starts playing <laughs> a version of you Oh, oh no! Dun, 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 dun. I am a real Australian. Yeah. Fight for the right. Oh yeah. Every man gonna say the N word in a no, 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 no. movie. Can't wait. I can't wait to see how that 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 movie handles the the Gawker situation. That's mm-hmm. gonna be amazing. Or a sex Although tape. I'm, or his wife I'm, divorcing him and taking like all his money. Apparently, Eric Bischoff is going to be a producer on that movie, so it's probably going to be in the best light. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how, how did the last thing that Eric Bischoff produced go? Oh, that's right. It's not on television anymore. Uh, oh, Jesus. I am a real-ass guardian. <laughs> Fight for the rights of every man. I just want to oh, see him with the handlebar mustache. Like, until oh. I see that pic, when I see that production picture of him with the bandana and the 24-inch pythons, brother, and until I yeah. see the scene of him slamming Andre and Gi- Andre the Giant at the Silver Dome in front of 100,000 Hulkamaniacs <laughs> running wild, yeah, then I'll, then I'll believe it. I'm enough that we're not going to get the... Uh... Like, the tanned leather look on his skin. Yeah. Oh, you'd be um, amazed what they can do with makeup these days. You see how you see how Dave <laughs> Batista looked like an alien? <laughs> Same makeup guy. Do you, uh, do you guys have a... What would your casting picks for other wrestlers be? Because I'm just going to immediately say, I don't know why, but I really want Ron Perlman to be Macho Man Randy Savage. No, 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 no. I really want, um... Oh, I forgot his name. Damn it. What's he from? I want Matthew McConaughey to be Vince McMahon. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my yes. God. Well, we're just. But he doesn't change the voice. He doesn't adopt. Like, I just want to hear. I just want to hear. I just want to hear Matthew McConaughey say "genetic jackhammer." I don't know why, but that just seems like a hilarious line. I want. I want Matthew McConaughey to talk about his grapefruits in front of a room full of people. That sounds like a hilarious oh, outtake. Well, no, I it's want, just um, Matt- 
Matthew's so chill. I love that, like, cut to the first WrestleMania, brings down the big microphone. He's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd uh, like to welcome you to WrestleMania. All right, all right, all right. And then just, like, fades back. I want JR to be played by Jonah Hill. Uh... (laughs) I want Gene Oakland to be played by David Cross. Ah, uh, hold on. No. I'm sorry, Gazi in the chat has the best casting, and it's Danny DeVito as Vince McMahon. No, Except no, no. It's, full, it's full, it's always Sonny DeVito with, like, the fucked up hair, and he comes out, and he's just like, Hulk, um, I've got an idea for you. Come on, brother. Can, can we please have Donald Glover be Booker T? <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think there's really that much interaction with them. I mean, that'd be more yeah, of an extra. I just want to see that scene. No, nah, we probably only handle the WrestleMania days. Yeah, Can we yeah, get yeah. Terry Crews as that guy from Over the Top. That oh, uh, <laughs> Zeus? You talking about Zeus? Can we have a hologram of Andre the Giant be Andre the Giant? No, I was gonna say, um, oh God, what's his name? The guy from Lord of the Rings and Planet of the Apes and everything. A- Andy Circus is just CGI. <laughs> Andy Circus does the mocap for Andre the Giant. He's on stilts. I thought you were gonna say, "Now let's just have the mountain be Andre the Giant." Oh God, yes, the mountain is Andre. Oh man, who else would be good from around that time that we could cast? Who's like a good Irish actor? Because I'm trying to think of who we could get as Roddy. No, we just get we just get Ronda Rousey, uh, and then <laughs> who's gonna be Jimmy Hart? Me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's me doing my cornet impression as Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Actually, like, I, it's hard because I can't think of anybody who could be Jimmy Hart besides Jimmy Hart. So we just get Jimmy Hart's old ass and put him in young age makeup. <laughs> They can do that. Wait, now. wait. Who's the who's the person that voices the the main character from How to Train Your Dragon? Oh shit! I know who you're talking about. Um, because he was in uh he was in the This is the End as well. Yeah. Jay Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel can play Jimmy Hart. Okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> fine with that. Um, that looks good. I'm trying to think of, like, 80s wrestlers. Iron Sheik is just Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik cannot be recast. In his fucking wheelchair. Yeah. Or do we do, uh, do we pull a Walk Hard, The Ballad of Dewey Cox and get completely wrong actors to play the role? So it's like, the Iron Sheik portrayed by Seth Rogen. (laughs) I break your back. (laughs) And I go smoke some weed. Listen, nothing's nothing's ever going to be the, be better than the casting of uh, of Elvis portrayed by Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Oh, uh, but you guys know what else is good? Uh, the the delicious sugary taste of Golden Crisp. <laughs> that too. Wait, money. Yeah. Give First, it you get the money. Then you get the power. Then you get the bitches. Then you get the golden crisp. Then you get the crisp. Uh, money provided by our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. If you're liking what we're doing, the BS we're throwing down, you can support it on Patreon. You get access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every week. Like the Patreon fuckhead himself, Gazi. 
If you and, like what uh, we're doing, you're in the minority. <laughs> and then, of course, in addition to all of that, you get access to me and Blake's new show, You Paid for This, a uh, watch-along show like Mystery Science Theater or Rift Tracks, where we just watch shitty movies and we guide you through it, just taking you to the other end. We did Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector, and next month I think we're doing the Dan Aykroyd Garbage Classic Nothing But Trouble. And if you want access to it, there's only one way, and it's through donating on patreon.com slash a load of B. Yes! So, boys, we've talked about wrestling, but it's just, it hadn't scratched the itch. Hadn't scratched the itch that a real wrestling fan needs. So we you might need get some... one a doctor to check that out. Yeah, so we need some real wrestling in our lives. And after the expiration date pay-per-view, I think there's only one place to turn, and it's to the JWF for another episode of JWF. Monday Night War. Oh, and Amy Poehler should play um, Miss Elizabeth. Oh God, that's 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 pretty good, actually. I actually like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, sensational, sensational Sherry is just found by some, uh, just like the craziest person we could actually know. Uh, whoever plays Jessica Jones, that lady. That. There oh, we go. that's a good one. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah, have fun What's with that. Name? Yeah, that's gonna fuck with you the whole whole recording it's gonna take it over silver spoon all right welcome ladies and gentlemen to jwf monday night war i am your host silver spoon joined as always by the man who started this company the man who birthed it all it's captain tibbs Silver, how are you doing it's fantastic to be here. I'm loving it as always. That's right, Tibbs. I'm excited. After an absolutely amazing expiration date pay-per-view, that means we are firmly on the route to wrestle Palooza. It's in. We see it. It's coming up ahead. How do you feel, Tibbs? Kristen Ritter. That, uh, uh, That's the name. I don't know why I remembered it. I don't know what the importance is, but it's important. Uh, it's Kristen Ritter. Okay, Tibbs. Guess that means somebody's gonna have to cut in all that Jessica Jones bullshit later. Anyways, we had an amazing expiration date pay-per-view. We got to see the defending of our sacred championships. We got to see the JWF Tag Team Championships defended as the BS took on the best friends. And of course, we saw Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, a man who has gone past all the doubters, defeat all of the men in the expiration chamber and come out on the other side as JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Tips, how did you feel about that? Well, Sills, to say I was unhappy is quite the understatement, honestly. I I dislike everything that Brunch Boy stands for, and I think that his uh his catering options are suboptimal. That's right, Tips, but of course, let's think about it. This now means we have our first match for Wrestlepalooza, and it's the main event as Brunch Boy Baron Corbin is forced to defend his title against the man who won the Regal Rumble, Momoa Curry. And Tibbs, you know those two, those two have got history. Oh, Sills, their history, their history. That's how Brunch Boy came into this business. He was Momoa Curry's serving boy. He was the first man to defeat Momoa Curry, maybe. I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> well, and he is the man that I hope that Momoa Curry beats into a pulp. That's right, Tibbs. Of course, he was one of the first additions to the Momoa Club. And then, of course, in a shocking display, did defeat him in a last-man-standing match a few years back. 
Of course, in a long history, it wasn't his first loss, but it may have been one of the most devastating to Curry's career. Yeah. But strangely enough, it's the first one I remember. That's right, but Brunch Boy is in our ring right now, and I think he's got a message for the Regal Rumble winner. Let's have a listen. They said it couldn't be done. They said I didn't have what it took. They said when placed in a ring against five of JWF's best, I would crack under the pressure. But to all of those idiots, I say, get a good look at me now, because I'm standing here proudly as your JWF champion after besting each and every single one of those men in the most devastating match the JWF has to offer. You see, I withstood the storm. No, 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 I was the storm, and I went through each and every one of your so-called heroes, and I'm going to do the same thing at Wrestlepalooza when I take down Momoa Curry, just like I did two years ago. Because let me tell you right now, the brunch boy that Momoa faced that night was nothing compared to the man you see before you today. Since that match, I've grown as a fighter. I've grown as a champion. You see, I've run through just about every title I could get in this business. JWF Tag Team Champion. JWF Cash in the Bag Holder. And finally, JWF World Heavyweight Champion. And what has Momoa Curry done in that time, huh? He sat at home on his ass and surprisingly ends up dumbfounded when he comes back to this company and gets beaten down. You see, Momoa likes to call himself the god of the JWF, but really, his track record doesn't support that, now does it? You see, in the nearly two years since I beat him down in this ring, Momoa Curry has been the portrait of a failure, being defeated by the likes of Scotty Moore, the Dylan. It's almost as if he hasn't been the same since I left him laying. Like I stole a piece of his very soul. And thanks to that, I can tell you that at the... Well, Tibbs! You hear that music? That's the music of a man who I can tell you is not happy with what brunch boy Baron Corbin is saying, and that's Momoa Curry. He don't look happy, oh, Tibbs. Still, that's not just the music of a man. It's the music of a god. That's right. He's coming out staring face-to-face with the champion. Let's hear what they, he's got to say. You know something, Baron? I've got to hand it to you. You've done your research. It's true, I lost to the Dylan. I lost to Scotty Moore, but you're forgetting one victory. And that's a victory against a man who is a phenom in this business, and that's The Undertaker. And where did I beat him? On a show where I am unbeatable. A show where all the stars align and the power of Curry is in full force. And that's a show called Wrestlepalooza. And Baron, unfortunately, that's where all of your little theories fall apart. Because when you stepped into the ring against me all those years ago, you stepped in against a man. But at Wrestlepalooza, you're going to face a god. A vengeful, ruthless deity who is hell-bent on taking that title away from you and teaching you a lesson that you needed to learn a long time ago. Because in all your research, you forgot one very important thing. That you are a brunch boy. 
and I am the God of law, God of the sea, and God of the entire JWF, and I'll soon to be the God who steals your title away. Well, Tibbs, looks like Momoa Curry, he is hell-bent on having one hell of a match at Wrestlepalooza. What do you think? You know, Sills, I don't like to say this very often, but the only time that Momoa Curry is truly a god, like he said, is when he is at Wrestlepalooza, the holiest of all places, to my heart. As I am the creator of the JWF, that is the only place that gods can reign supreme. That's right, Tibbs. And speaking of two men who have reigned supreme in the past, let's talk about the match we saw at expiration date where the former JWF Tag Team Champions, Griffin Clouds, his brother Travis, they went at it in absolutely hellacious match that unfortunately did see Griffin pin his brother after a devastating undervapor. But the, the, the most shocking thing, Tibbs, it wasn't the match, it was what happened afterwards. Tell us about it. Sills, I, I just couldn't believe what I saw. The third Cloud brother, Justin Clouds, finally returned. The man who owns his own island. The man who bought it after he was fired from the JWF. The man who we thought was gone forever. Returned. To beat some sense into his brothers. That's right, Tibbs. A shocking return. The entire JWF universe was left shocked. But he's backstage with one of our top interviewers who's hoping to get some questions on why he did what he did at expiration day. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with the man who made a shocking return to the JWF at the expiration date pay-per-view, Justin Clouds. Now, Justin, you've made it clear before that you had no wants to return to the JWF. You were fine with your brothers fighting without you. Why return now? Well, that's a simple question. Why return now? Well, McDonald, I'm returning because my brothers, they just can't seem to keep their heads straight for one minute. They can't seem to remember that we are a family. And family sticks together. And when I saw the signs, the posters advertising this Sunday is the expiration date for the VWO, I knew I had to come back. I knew I had to try to beat some sense into both of them. Because I'll be honest with you, McDonald, before we were unceremoniously tossed out of this company, it was a three-man operation. None of us would make a move if the other two thought it was a bad decision. And when Travis decided that he, on his own, would be the man to kill the VWO, well... I thought that was a bad decision. Griffin thought that was a bad decision. I mean, we all agreed that that was a very bad decision. Because, you know, what a lot of people seem to forget around here is that I am the big brother. I'm the one who should be in charge here. I'm the strongest. I'm the baddest. And Travis, I'll be honest, if anyone's going to kill the VWO, it's going to be me. But, I'm willing to give them one more chance. I'm willing to give them one more opportunity to come together as brothers. (laughs) And if they fail, 
then Big Brother is going to have to step in and show them both the error of their ways and send them both packing back home to Daddy. Well, Tibbs, it looks like Justin Clouds has made it clear. He's here for a reason. He is here to reunite the VWO, possibly. What do you think about that? Listen here, Sylves. I will tell you one thing. I may not have told a lot of people this, but my father, he was the oldest brother of three brothers. And let me tell you something, Sills. Whatever he said is what went. Back in the day, you never messed with the oldest brother. And now that Justin Clouds is back, he's the brother you should be afraid of. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of fear, speaking of two men who should have been afraid... Let's talk about the JWF Tag Team Championship match that happened at expiration date. We saw the BS face two men we never thought we'd see in a JWF ring. The best friends, Chuck Taylor, Beretta, they came in and were unceremoniously taken out by the BS. But afterwards, Tibbs, they were immediately, the sore losers of the best friends assaulted our champions. I couldn't believe it. It was... Shameful, Sills. I couldn't believe we let them into our company. That's right, but of course their faithful friend, the Dylan, the third member of the Fight Boys, came out saving them. Saving them from that hellacious attack, which leads me to an absolutely astounding announcement, Tibbs. The first ever talk show in JWF history is about to begin. We're about to see its premiere as Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore host a load of BS. I'm so excited, Tibbs. A load of what? It's a load of BS. And those boys, those uh. boys are getting ready to interview their good, good friend, the Dylan. So uh. let's hear what they got to say. Sills, would that happen to have a Twitter handle? It does. At a load of pure BS if they'd like to follow it up there on the Twitter machine. Or they can donate. Sills? Yep. Does that have a Patreon? Yes, patreon.com slash a load of BS. You can donate over there. And they also have merchandise. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But before... Fantastic. That's right, Tim. So we've, we're done blabbing about them. Let's hear what this new talk show's all about. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time for a load. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a load. A load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring your two-time JWF Tag Team Champions. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. Mm, and that is right. Joining me, as always, is my brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. The man that I still need to get under the willing umbrella of plaidness, Scotty Moore. That's right. Look, I bought a plaid shirt last We talked about this. I have plaid. It's all right. I just need to get you everything. I, no. Are your underwear plaid I, yet? I don't. I don't. They're only me undies. That's all I have. But you, Plaid me undies, bud. That's right. But you know something, Blake? I got to mm. make a declaration today. A declaration that this stops now. What stops? This. It stops. Ooh. This stops. The show stops? Wait, no, okay, hold on. Wait, I need to explain. Uh, look, this was like... JWF? Are you stopping no, 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 JWF th- right no, now? No, this was like... It was like a cool declaration. It was like a... It was my Independence Day thing. Okay, look, no. Like, if you haven't noticed something, since we've reunited, since the BS returned to the JWF, since we became the Tag Team Champions, 
who have we faced? We faced invaders, people like the elite, people like the mm-hmm. best friends. Hell, even the mm-hmm. VWO, they're not supposed to be any here anymore, Blake. No. We got them fired at some point, I think. Yeah. You know, we we need to really talk to Tibbs about that. But uh so I think what you're saying is that we face the elite. Yep. But we haven't faced the elite of the JWF. We haven't faced the best of the best that we have in this company right now. That's all right, baby. So that's why next week I suggest we have ourselves a little match. A match mm. to determine exactly who we're going to be facing come Wrestlepalooza. So my idea, we cram each and every tag team in the back into this ring and we're going to make him fight in the first ever BS Invitational Battle Royal, baby. Oh, you know how much I love having things named after us, but uh, before we do that, Mm -hmm. we need to introduce our guest for today, Uh, a man Mm -hmm. that all of you in the audience know as the Lord of the Smark Side, almost as if he's one of us, the master of Dick Fu and Dick-based offense, and a man that knows for a fact that when you're a fight boy, you are a fight boy for life. It's the Dylan. Listen, I, I told you guys I burned that T-shirt you gave me. Like this isn't this nope. isn't a thing. It's for life. Nope. You're, you're for life. We are constantly mm-hmm. for. Look, come on, just do the show. We have to make this first episode a big deal. I gave Tibbs a hand, whole handle of bourbon, and he said we could do whatever we want as long as it got ratings. So please, just I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. Just fuck around with it, whatever. So Dylan. I feel like we need to begin this interview by asking something that everyone at home is curious about. What's going on, buddy? I mean, you're here crushing people's ribs with steel chairs one minute, and then you're out bragging about how good of a guy you are in the next, and then after that you're punching Chuck Chuck Taylor in the dick. Dylan, what's going on in your head? I... I wanted to try... Something new. I wanted to try something different. I wanted to see what it was like to have people cheer for once. What it felt like to come out here and practice wrestling again. I wanted to to try to feel something. But when I did, it felt off. Yeah, yeah, I definitely noticed that. That was yeah, I did too. I mean, just uh, that was oh what. Wait, can we get booze up here, Tibbs? Are you giving us booze? Yeah, Tibbs is giving it free, man. Oh, hell yeah, let's stone cold that shit over. Come on. Okay, Della, keep going, keep going. What I'm saying is that I realize that you can't pretend to be something you're not. I have to be myself with all the flaws that come with that, with all of the adversity that that entails. But... With that also comes a level of freedom because it means I'm free to do things to the best of my ability to do whatever it takes to take someone like Chuck Taylor and remove him from this company. (laughs) Okay, so I get it. You bring up Chuck. He's a guy who I understand where you're coming from. I mean, he beat the shit out of me and Blake last night. So, And, you know... He's come after you in the past, and thanks for the save, by the way. Really appreciate yeah. it. 
Yeah, that really hurt, man. He was going to use a chair on me. So, look, what exactly is going on between you and Chuck Taylor that's brought out the master of Dick Fu? Listen, it's not about Dick Fu. It's not about the gimmicks or the catchphrases. It's about being real. It's about being real with yourself. And after those couple of weeks of trying to be what I'm I'm not, after you do something like that, you realize and you recognize when someone's faking it. You can always tell in their eyes when there's no fire where it's just another act. And you see that. You see that with Chuck Taylor. You see a fake. You see a man pretending to be happy with a scowl in his heart see he tries to spread this this good time attitude this happy-go-lucky times you see it because that's what he's trying to do to make his way in this business seem scratch and claw and do whatever he can try to get into somewhere like roh try and ride beretta's coattails all the way to japan because he couldn't make it on his own you see that's what happens with people like Chuck Taylor, when they try to make it to the big leagues, see, they fail because they don't know how to be themselves. They don't know how to rely on what's inside. So now Chuck Taylor, he comes here with Beretta hand in hand again. They think they're going to take over some small indie federation. You see, the problem is, is that we might not be all elite here in the JWF, but you see, we... We still got what it takes, Chuck Taylor. We have more than enough. I have more than enough to take you to the limit, to show you that I and this company have more than enough. Well, Tibbs, it looks like the Dylan has made a challenge to... Oh, wait! There it is, the music of the Kentucky gentleman himself, Chuck Taylor, and it looks like he's coming out to the ring, Tibbs. Sales, don't talk to me about Kentucky. That's well, all right. That's that's a weird thing. But anyways, looks like the the BS clearing the ring, and now it's just the Dylan standing toe-to-toe with Chuck Taylor. But wait a minute. What's, what's Chuck E.T. looking at, Tibbs? Oh, oh my God. Chuck Taylor, he's eyeing that Wrestlepalooza sign high in the sky. Could he be thinking what I think he's thinking, Tibbs? No, it couldn't be, Sills. I mean, it's not obvious. Oh, and Dylan looking back at that sign, and I think he's thinking the same thing. Tibbs, Tibbs, is this happening? Are we going to see the Dylan take on Chuck Taylor at the showcase of the greats? This is astounding. Yeah, buddy, we're going to see it. And we're going to see our boy, the Dylan, the Dylan who's laid himself bare in front of everyone, in front of Alabama. He's going to win. That's right, Tim. So I guess in order to find out what happens next between Chuck Taylor and the Dylan, what happens next at the BS Invitational Battle Royal, what happens next between Momoa Curry and Brunch Boy, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, boys, it's been one hell of an episode. What did Fuck you learn? Me. What did you learn this week? Uh, I, um, I learned that Hulkamania is is running wild on Australia. <laughs> uh, Blake, I, I learned that uh, 
it doesn't matter who you get to play Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is the best option to play Jimmy Hart. Oh, that limoncello kicking in there, ain't it? <laughs> it does. Damn it. Uh, and I learned that Blake Tanner is a brave man, willing to go through hell. But he is afraid of one thing and one thing only, and that is Snatch. <laughs> I'm so proud I remembered that. Um, so, it's such a scary movement. <laughs> so Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at um, Blake A. Tanner or at Clean Snatch Hater um, on Twitter. <laughs> Blake only likes that dirty snatch. <laughs> Like the dirty snatch, and you can oh. find me on Twitter at Scotty. That's his new. That's his new, that's his new handle, Dirty Snatch Blake Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who aren't going to understand that this is like a powerlifting joke. No, no, no. That's... They're especially not going to get it three weeks from now when we've continued to call you Dirty Snatch Blake Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for my next JWF shirt that's just going to have you come out to the ring with the B, the Dirty Snatch Blake Tanner. <laughs> Uh, instead of no find... no instead of the dirty snatch it's be dirty snatch <laughs> be dirty snatch <laughs> and i can be found on twitter at a sexy chucky t also scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o buy all my books on amazon and of course remember to check out all the other shows online at a load of pure bs.com ladies and gentlemen and of course remember to support the show by picking up merch if you want to donate to the patreon but most importantly leave us a review on itunes Five stars if you liked it. Five stars if you didn't. Just leave a nice little review. Four stars if you didn't. Yeah, four stars. That's a good one, yeah. That's the Meltzer. That's the Meltzer style. Uh, (laughs) And then, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the YouTube shit as well. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for... Uh